This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Pixels.com. you got to make those images look great if you want them to pop, you want them to represent your products. This is a retouching service to make your images look great. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Lucas Hench. He is a former Google UX manager and founder of PathMonk at PathMonk.com. We're going to talk about page speed, website load speed, uh, all UX factors. If people have, go to your website and it loads very slowly, that's a bad experience. And that's uh, why it's such an important factor. In fact, it's such an important factor that Google is uh, um, outwardly calling it a ranking factor for SEO purposes. So, Lucas, thanks for joining me. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. So, how does a person, I mean, I, again, a lot of times talk, people talk about page speed and there's so many factors <laughs> that come into play. You know, somebody can have a great website that loads fast, but somebody's on a slow, like I used to say dial up. We don't say dial up anymore, do we? But <laughs> slow connection. Um, and so they're having a bad experience. I mean, how do we know where we stand? I mean, what, how do we measure, you know, what our page speed is? Yeah, uh, very, very glad you asked. So I think maybe first and foremost, I think one key concept to have in mind is, you know, why do we even care about page speed, right? Just very, very briefly, why do we even care about this? If you compare this to your retail store, right, maybe it's very, very nice analogies to compare it to your sliding door. Uh, in your retail store, right? If this is opening super, super, super slow, how many people will wait to actually go through? Just keeping that sort of analogy in the back of your mind how, once we're going through all, all of this uh, today. So PageSpeed is basically your door opener to to your user, right? Um, there's tons of metrics there, um, and there, I know there's a lot of marketeers uh, missing, so, uh, listening, so I will basically uh, give you one metric uh, that we used within Google uh, while we were uh, working with Google's biggest clients, and that is the speed index, right? So there's tons of metrics that you could have. Uh, load time, first byte uh, being loaded, when does it start to render? But if you look at the speed index, and I will tell you in a second how you get it, but if you look at the speed index, what you will actually measure is how long does it take until that first screen, the above-the-fold content, how long does it take until this is fully painted, which means, in turn, a user has a meaningful experience of your website. So um, that's what we really, really focused on within Google um, in our team to optimize for that first above-the-fold uh, rendering. Um, and, uh, you know, all the other actions will go from there, right? Because the, you know, call to action is, is there already, a hero image will be there already, and then um, everything else unfolds from there. So speed index is something that you can uh, very easily get. Um, there is a tool called webpagetest.org. Um, it's actually built uh, uh, from a Google. It's not an official Google tool in that sense, but it's built from... Um, you know the uh, the team within Google uh, to look at page speed uh, of websites, and if you put in your um, URL in there, and you will get a metric called page speed index, and it will tell you something like three thousand or four thousand, and that's basically milliseconds. So if you have a page speed index of three thousand, your above the fold content will fully be loaded uh, after three seconds. So that is one one really good thing to sort of you know put the attention on. So, so repeat that again, webpagetest.org? Yeah, correct. 
yeah, webpagetest.org is like a dark blue website where you, you know, can put a couple of parameters. You can pick the network, which is really important to pick. You know, you have to pick something that makes a lot of sense for your user base. Not everybody is on 5G. Uh, not even everybody is on 4G. Uh, uh, might be uh, funny to hear, but when we were doing this, what about like two two years ago, one and a half years ago within Google, we were actually um, we were testing on 3G fast still because you know such a large user base actually is on slower and lower end devices. Uh, so testing in your office's Wi-Fi uh, is probably not the best thing to do. What, what do you find or what did you find were some of the biggest culprits, I mean, that, that slow sites uh, down? Yeah. And this ties exactly into this concept of what we just said before. We're looking at the above-the-fold uh, content rendering. And there is just one very high level. There is one key concept out there that's called the critical rendering path, which means the browser has to go through a lot of resources before it even can start showing anything on the screen. So if you have a lot of white space before your uh, website is uh, showing anything, uh, then you're usually blocking the critical rendering path. Um, you will see that actually visually if you go to webpagetest.org, you will be able to see exactly, because it's basically a slowed down version of how your page is loading, you will see aha, uh -huh, in second one we have a white screen, in second 1.5 we have a white screen, and so on and so forth, and until you actually show you know, the first content. Um, so the biggest things that affect uh, these are is everything that is blocking the rendering because if you're blocking the rendering you have a white page and that usually is a couple of things by default this is going to be always going to be because it's simply just render blocking it's your css and your javascript in your page without going into too much detail but um, whenever you have something that has a lot of javascript in it and that can be a video player that can be a carousel that you know where you have some flipping marketing messages on top of your uh, on the top of your of the website that's very often driven by javascript um, you will have um, a tags you know an old ab testing tool that you might not be using anymore that will be javascript so even if it's not really needed at the top of the screen there it will be blocking uh, what when, once you start actually seeing something on the screen. So one of the key exercises is to always to check is all the JavaScript files that we're using, is all the CSS files that we're using actually required or can you, and it's called, you know, delaying them or deferring them in technical terms, you can delay to load a couple of those items, which then unblocks the critical rendering path, which then shows the same content earlier without changing anything on the server sites, without changing you know, anything dramatic. So the key thing that we learned um, and communicated within Google all the time is you don't have to do those big changes. There is a basically every file that you're loading is has potential to be improved. You know, is it a CSS file? It might be uh, not needed at this point in time and can be loaded later. Is it a JavaScript file? It can be deferred. Is it a font file? Maybe it's an old font format um, and so on and so forth. You can go through all the files and obviously pictures. There's one big key trick I think that is, is really helpful for, for images. We can go into that. But ultimately, it's about going through those individual items. And you as a marketer, if that, you know, um, is maybe something you haven't been working with all the time, just go to webpagetest.org, throw in your URL and you can step-by-step step see, okay, what is actually loading and what can I see on my screen? Um, and that will give you a good feel uh, of what's going on on your page. If there's tons of JavaScript, if there's tons of images, if there is long loading font files in there, all of that. 
What what role? I mean, I know ultimately it plays a role, but what role does hosting play in in maybe slowing sites down or delivering uh, a faster load? Yeah, I mean, it, it basically it affects sort of the first part of the overall equation: how quickly you're sending, uh, you know, your first byte. Basically, how quickly you're sending information, uh, uh, basically down the pipe. What we though found is again and again obviously that has plays its role but a much much larger role the much quicker wins are in optimizing the individual files because there is like we just discussed before you know blocking the critical rendering plus there's so many small things you can do before having to touch that you know hosting uh, at all so um i would look at the critical rendering path and how you're loading the files uh, a couple of times before switching any major setups. Do you find that um, some of the content management systems that are out there today, obviously WordPress being you know by far and away the most popular, are yeah. are those part of the problem? Uh, particularly when people start adding themes and plugins and those kinds of things. A hundred percent. I think if you you have to think about what is what is a plugin, right? Uh, a plugin is basically a bunch of JavaScript. In many many cases, obviously it depends on what it does, but if it comes with a lot of functionality yes so for example and it's the same logic being applied let's take the plugin lo logic from um from from wordpress so you're loading a couple of plugins right some of them you will actually not even need on this page uh, some of them you will only need on one particular page um or, or some of them you will only need at the bottom of your page so what you can be doing is you can be um, and there's even a plugin for that, sort of a meta plugin, but you can also run this through code. You can conditionally load your plugins, right? So if my first, if my screen is loading, if my page is loading, what you can be doing is just using that um, yeah, conditional loader for, for the plugins and then pick and choose when which plugin, plugin should actually be loading. If you're doing this through code, you will have even more flexibility to say, okay, which one should be loading right now? And again, uh, and you mentioned the themes there because themes comes with a lot of JavaScript and all of it is loading at the beginning. That in turn is then blocking the rendering. So, and you could again, go file by file through, check, okay, which ones can be deferred and loaded later? Um, so this is where marketeer then would have to sort of sit together with a developer and check, okay, in our theme, is there actually JavaScript files? Let me give you a quick example. You're having um, JavaScript that you need on your checkout page. That JavaScript is not being required at, at all in the first couple of seconds, right? The user even has to get there. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's a combination. It's really, you know, you look at the plugins, you load them conditionally, you look at the JavaScript, you try to defer some, and this is how you chop down second by second, basically. So there, there, I, I've done testing on, uh, you know, using the page uh, uh, page test that you shared as well as Google's uh, PageSpeed Insights. Um, and there seems to be a significant difference in the mobile load versus uh, desktop. Um, is there? In fact, I've I've tested lots of sites, and rarely do I find sites that that get a you know glowing review from Google on on mobile. Um, are, are there things we should be doing? Um, I mean, should we have almost what I'm asked almost separate sites or separate experiences for mobile? Yeah. So uh, it's a very good question. I mean, I think mobile. Load, I mean, load time on mobile becomes particularly apparent because the devices, right? And we are on a connection. So there's much more breaking points, let's say, or much more points that are um, sort of being in danger to be 
uh, decreasing the performance, which means if I'm looking at my mobile page, I do think, and I think with, even with WordPress, right, you can conditionally load certain certain uh, items to just say, no, sh don't show this on, on mobile or show it on mobile. Um, there's certain elements to it. Let's let's take. I can maybe give you the example of a carousel. You know, a flipping carousel with different image at the very top. Um, <clears throat> so you have this maybe on desktop, and it doesn't really impact your performance. But then you look at mobile, and out of a sudden, it heavily affects performance because you're loading five or six images, right? Which is quite a lot of stuff to load. You're loading the JavaScript, which is render blocking, as I mentioned, um, as well. Which means now you're at the situation where basically you have to have um, a performance budget where you say, okay, I have this and that budget to play out. And if you're looking at your mobile page and you're already spending <clears throat> um, quite a budget on your uh, six images plus your JavaScript, you're already taking quite some s seconds that it will take to load while then you would have to even look at your metrics and analytics. Do people even interact you know, with the fifth or sixth image? Or is it just because marketing or somebody else wanted wanted to have the several messages out there. So um, I would definitely consider um, looking at especially heavy heavy um, items such as you know videos. I'm not saying to not use videos, but there's smarter ways to how to display videos um, uh, as well. Um, carousels, these types of items, to be really strict on not to use them on mobile because they don't usually don't have a strong UX value and definitely they take a lot from the from the speed budget. If you've got a website, if you're selling products online today, you know that the images are crucial to how people make opinions about your products and services. Pixels.com, that's pixel with a Z, dot com is an image retouching service that can take all of your images, they can retouch them, add shape and symmetry, smooth out bumps, align shoulders, things like that. They can reduce wrinkles. They can reduce and remove lint tags, everything that just doesn't really seem to fit. Get somebody to do it for you. Accelerate your time to market because they'll give you your images retouched the next morning. Go to pixels.com. That's P-I-X-E-L-Z.com and find out about their retouching image services. Can you, without um, making people glaze over here, <laughs> talk a little mm -hmm. bit about um, AMP um, in this equation, um, the accelerated mobile pages? Is that something people should be using um, for sure. a better better load, better experience, but then you have less you know, graphics, you have less control? So how, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah. Um, so personally, I mean, how I look at this is it's basically it is a normal website with all the rules already pre-given, right? It's already giving you a lot of restrictions on your JavaScript. It's already giving you, and then obviously there's further optimizations in the HTML. So in a way, it's taking these types of rules that we were just discussing and pushing them on you <laughs> in a way, right? So um, that's why it's, it, that's one piece, uh, one one reason why these, these pages load really fast. Um, I haven't. Um, I wouldn't consider myself an A AMP expert, right? Um, but I definitely think just by the pure what it actually is, it's basically just a website, a normal website with a lot of rules in there, um, and uh, which basically prevent you from overusing your speed budget, and hence they're being fast pages. 
Um, so I think it's a, it's a great way for somebody, if, if it fits your type of content, right, if you can get your message across with that, I think it's a great way. So I, I know anecdotally, I, you know, I, I will give a site three or four seconds if nothing's happening, you know, I, I might click away, especially on my mobile device. Are there statistics that, that definitively say, yes, X amount of people, you know, will wait X amount of time, but if your site doesn't load in that amount of time, not only is it a bad experience, but they'll just leave. Yeah, there's, there's tons of metrics. And um, the couple of metrics that we were using within within our team, and there they probably have been just if not have getting worse, at least their state or were getting worse, it's like, you know, 53% of consumers will leave a site if it takes longer than three seconds to load, right? So that's half of your traffic already gone on mobile, you know, if, if according to those metrics, if you're not loading a quicker uh, or within that three seconds, right? And when I'm saying three seconds, speed index of 3000, being able to paint that first screen within three seconds, because then a person has no reason to leave, right? Because I think maybe also one key element there is when we're talking about speed index or page speed, we're also talking about, you know, a person seeing something meaningful, right? It's it's maybe not a good idea to detach that from the human experience by looking at like tons of different metrics. Like, can you show something meaningful to a person, which means they will not leave because they don't see something, right? They will leave maybe for other reasons. So, um, yeah, 53%. Um, uh, there's tons of other metrics on, on, on how uh, there's uh, metrics on that um, if you load one second faster, that a, a conversion rate would increase by around 20% or more. It's hard for me to really, you know, it really depends on the use case and the traffic that you're getting. But I think this 53%, if you're not lower, loading uh, quicker than three seconds, is a really good one to have in the back of your mind. On whether it's a hundred percent true in your case, yeah, it's another story about that. Well, I, I think it illustrates, though, the 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 reason. You know, a lot of times when some you know businesses marketers only have so much uh, budget, attention span, you know, time to work on stuff, and I think that um, I think it's important for them to realize, you know, why this should be a priority, <laughs> um, and I think that's a good metric for that. A hundred percent. Like yeah. if you're running a retail store, if your door wouldn't open, like. Yeah. You would jump on it immediately. Yeah, exactly. I, I think part of the problem is is a lot of marketers don't actually visit their own website. They don't actually have the same experience that their customers or prospects have, unfortunately. Yep, and if they do, it's very often a cached version, <laughs> right? A cached version or uh, on Wi-Fi. So really do that effort. Go on a tool like, or you can even do it with Chrome, but go on webpagetest.org and test it out just to see see it yourself. What the experiences that most of people actually have with your website. I know that that, that Google doesn't necessarily um, give a list uh, of of all the factors they use for ranking, but I think it's pretty widely accepted that page speed or lack of page speed is is a variable in whether or not your pages are ranking. Uh, can you speak to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I do not have uh, all the insights about all the all the things that are impacting ranking, right? If if so, I would be <laughs> probably um, <clears throat> be having not to work anymore. But I think um, I think one thing is 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 important. Maybe to just keep in mind all of this. There is a certain reason for this, right? So more and more traffic is being on mobile, right? So mobile traffic has surpassed obviously uh, desktop traffic. Um, so hence. Uh, more traffic uh, is is coming to through the Google search on mobile more and more than on on desktop. Hence, the visitor. Hence, more market. There's more opportunity for marketing uh, in those channels. But what do we see in general is lower conversion rates on mobile than on desktop. 
right? So hence, there is quite a significant interest, obviously, to improve um, the the page speed because it's one one uh, one aspect that is affects an experience of a user. So uh, in a way, like the reason why it's important for ranking is also the reason why it's good for users, which is the reason why it's good for uh, conversions, which in turn is good for uh, you know somebody who is running advertising on that on that channel. So um, yeah, I can't really, I don't have any further insights uh, on the ranking factors. I can just say it all comes from a very good reason. Yeah, and and what I tell people all the time is just what you said. The, uh, you know, a page that loads slowly is a bad experience. And so Google doesn't want people to have a bad experience. So they're, <laughs> they're not going to show that page. And I think that that's, that's the way to look at it. I think that's always been their intent. Um, and, and so consequently, you know, things change with the algorithm and whatnot only because they get better at, at understanding what, you know, all the factors of page, um, or on a site. And so I think that, that, um, there's no question that, that, uh, in fact, one of the easiest ways to test this is that w when we have clients who have a really bad mobile, uh, experience whether it's the you know the the design or the the load speed i mean we can't get them to show up for mobile searches you know they yep. just they just won't <laughs> and so I, I think that's uh i think that's as clear indication as somebody would need to suggest that um you know no matter how where you put it in the ranking it is a factor yeah i think i would say the biggest thing that i would have taken away from all of this time in in, uh, in google working on this is that a lot of teams overestimate the effort that is required to do even small fixes, right? So page speed optimization or mobile page is to be sort of, you know, a uh, title as a big project. But as I was trying to stress before is there is a, a lot of things, a lot of small things that can be done in order to improve. Like just give me one, two examples that maybe highlight this very drastically. Um, you know, a lot of people try to optimize their hero image, right? What you can do, just very simply, is you can do take your hero image, you can transfer it into, let's say, a string of code. It's called Base64 encoding, and out of a sudden, you can send your hero image with the first request in your HTML file. What I'm just trying to say here is, no big changes be done. You take one image, you transfer it into another format, you send it now with your first file, and a big chunk of your first above the fold content can already be painted. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that is probably my biggest takeaway that there is a lot of small things that can be done rather than making it a, to blowing it up unnecessarily as a big project. So so where would somebody let's say a, a listener is out there thinking, OK, he said a couple of things that make a lot of sense, but I don't know how to do any of that. Where do you find somebody who because, again, I, if you just. If you just Google page speed consultant, you know, you're going to get people uh, who are very technical. You're going to get people who just say they can do that, you know, but they're really all they want to do is move you to new hosting or something. I mean, how do you find the right resource to help you fix some of these little things? Yeah, I think that is a, is a really good question. Um, I, the, the only, the only, the, the thing that I can say is the thing, the thing that I can say is um, if your team goes reasonably one by one through the files, uh, a lot of this can already be uncovered. You know, uh, is your font file maybe just in the old font f uh, font file format, right? There's a form, font file format, which is TTF. If you transfer it to WAF2, it's 30% smaller, right? Fonts show bigger, uh, faster. Um, so there, there's a, so the only thing I can't really say like one place, um, what I can say is to 
uh, yeah, go with your team through the waterfall um, of your website. I think that's the best source, to be honest. Um, so we, in the introduction, I mentioned that you have uh, recently founded a company called PathMonk. You want to tell us a little bit about what PathMonk does? Yeah, sure. So um, definitely uh, within PathMonk, PathMonk um, we were looking much closer at conversions on mobile and at desktop. And what we what we realized is that it's actually very difficult for, for marketeers to answer questions such as, you know, how many visits does it take for a user to actually convert? Or how many seconds do you have on the page to actually convince them? And I'm not talking about bounce rate. I'm talking about, you know, what is the average amount of seconds that somebody takes until they sign up, right? Or um, which user actions show that a visitor is ready to convert, right? So we have seen there's that there is a big gap of um, being able to understand sort of, you know, anonymous information retrospectively, such as, uh, you know, Google Analytics data or looking at, you know, heat mapped videos, like how does somebody behave? But we found that there is a gap that in real time, uh, it's difficult for people to react to this immediately, right? What if user X has been on the page and has been doing actions that look like there would be somebody that is converting? Can you react as a marketer? And we found most marketers can't. So we built uh, basically technologies called smart cards that is that is basically helping um, to automatically, based on artificial intelligence, um, learning what a user is doing on the page, what is likely patterns for conversions, so which intents uh, uh, do users have when they're on the page, and then we show them content about your products, uh, such as you know frequently asked questions, testimonials, case studies on what we call smart cards that are sliding in from the bottom or the top. And this is basically how we let a website react in in real time to what is happening uh, on the page with each given visitor uh, down to the level into which type of product or feature they're interested in. Yeah, and I, I, I think if, you know, in the very simplest terms, if somebody's visiting a certain page, they're probably interested in that topic. And so it, it really is a, instead of just giving them the generic, you know, slide in, uh, it really is a way to personalize their experience uh, on pretty much every page or every visit, or, or as you said, their whole path. Because a lot of times on sites, people will do five or six things that that um, certainly indicate that they are exploring a certain topic or or have a certain intent. And so then to be able to react to that, as you said, in real time, uh, is is I think what is becoming a behavior that people are starting to expect, unfortunately. <laughs> and I say unfortunately because it, it certainly ups the bar for marketers. Yep. And it, it's it's funny, though. What we what we see is, you know, there is elements, uh, you know, there's expected elements. Obviously, if down, somebody's downloading a certain um, uh, white paper, but there's other things, you know, such as somebody defocusing and focusing your page. We saw a strong correlation between somebody going defocusing, focusing, defocusing, focusing on your page, and then, um, a submission on one of those refocuses again. And, uh, you know, that's something that the data sort of reveals and then smart cuts can automatically react to. Yeah. And I think that, that uh, I, again, because I visited uh, the tool and watched it in, in uh, action, um, I think that the smart cards are, are, are pretty elegant in terms of how they are delivered. They're not you know, they don't just take over the screen or, you know, really um, get in somebody's face, but they, they, uh, because they're kind of personalized, I think they, they, they will be seen, I suspect, as much more welcome. Um, that's, it's an interesting one. We, we, we worked uh, on a lot of UX testing and a lot of UX works because there's a lot of preconceived notions that smart cards had to overcome, right? It doesn't, it doesn't should look, it doesn't should and feel, uh, look and feel like a chatbot because there's a lot of preconceived notions with, 
the chatbot, right? A lot of people don't even start a conversation with a chatbot because they think it's, it's a bot, right? It's a robot and they don't want to talk to it. So the metrics clearly show a lot of people wouldn't start the conversation. Um, or if it looks like a, a cookie banner, you know, we've clicked 100 million times on cookie banners. So basically, um, we, in, we work the smart cards to look and feel as a part of your website. So they completely um, are customizable uh, into what your style and theme of your website is. Um, and then basically just become a part of the website by sliding up and down versus uh, yeah, popping up from nowhere. Well, Lucas, thanks so much for joining us and uh, talking about page speed. And uh, hopefully we uh, will run into you soon uh, out there on the road. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.